0: This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. everybody that time has arrived welcome back and my name is shannon davis of Mega man if you're here for the first time well we're going to kick off today's marathon we're going to do four shows and we're excited to be here with pastor elvis newhart he's coming to you live from lower saxony germany brother elvis welcome back my friend well thank you very much shannon hello to you And we're crunched in between two time zone changes, so thank you for working with me today. You've already had yours. America's gonna have theirs on Sunday, and then um, I'm 13 hours into the future. um, Wow! I will be starting an hour late every day, so instead of uh, 10 p.m. my time, it'll be 11 p.m. We talk about doing the the night shift. Okay, (laughs) that's okay. Uh, Brother Elvis, you want to open us in prayer?
1: Right. Well, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we just cover the entire program with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. And, Father, we just break off all hexes, vexes, curses, spells, incantations, and chants, all witchcraft, all magic, and all voodoo in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Father, we just cover, again, all. we wash that clean with the blood of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we pray that you would open our understanding so we can understand the scriptures and follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Brother Elvis, we got this hour together. Welcome back. How you doing since last week?
1: Well, doing pretty well. I don't know if we, did we speak last week?
0: <laughs> it seems anyway, like anyway. Where's time went? Well, I don't, last month. Time flies. That? It's been going so fast, Shannon. <laughs> sure has. It seems like last week. Um,
1: yes. Well, we'll get rolling. The mic is yours, my friend. Welcome back. Well, wonderful. Thanks, Shannon, for having me here uh, at this time here. And welcome, everybody. Good morning to everybody over in the Americas. Uh, good afternoon to everybody in Europe and Africa and for all those that are living in the future we say hello to you too and it's nice to hear that the uh, you know thanks for telling us that the future is still here or you're still here in the future so praise the Lord everybody well you know we went through the um, well I tell you what they like doing this we went through the whole Halloween thing and you had all what the month of preparation at least we went through the Halloween thing and then they had uh, then they had all Saints Day then they had all Souls Day and it's like they can't get enough of this and so to make a long story really short uh, the, that time That time went. Everybody survived. And, uh, you know, it's to look at. But one thing I want to look at here today, we're going to look at it, is we know that Lucifer, God created Lucifer in heaven, and he was perfect. And Lucifer was his name when he, the light bearer, was the one that he uh, had up in heaven. Okay, folks. So, anyway, he had that in heaven, and, uh, but here's a big question. Let's, let's examine this today, now that we could, that the smog and the fog of uh, Halloween's away, but, you know, if God created Satan perfectly, you know that then how how you know how did so good become so bad? How did Lucifer turn into a satan uh, to to a a serpent right uh how did Lucifer turn into Satan and so we're going to look at that just really quick today. We have an hour, so we're going to go through it. We'll burn right through it. lots of Bible verses here and if you'd also like to to look at this again, you can check out our messages on Tuesday uh Tuesdays with Elvis or Sunday services. It's all on our YouTube channel. So here we go, everybody. So now what happened was it's really it's really strange what you find out there when you look at it. And one of the things I found when I was researching and looking at this, there's actually a group of people, they may maybe be believers or whatever, but what they're writing is God's wife was Lucifer. Right? And, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there, people. That's why we always encourage discernment. If something sounds uh, sounds weird to you, go research it and find out what it says. And so what we're going to do is we're going to stick to more of the uh, uh, biblical truths on this one because there's so much truth right in the Bible. But sadly, at the same time, there's a lot of deluded people with a lot of fantasy storytelling that they like to tell us. Okay, we do know that Luther, uh, that Luther, sorry, that Lucifer became Satan, right? And we found out, we know also, too, that Satan imitates God's angels. Remember, Satan, he can transform himself into an angel of light. You know, he imitates, he copies, and you see, that's what the devil does. The devil doesn't have creative power, people. He, he can only copy, he can only imitate. And I tell you what, he's had a lot of time to practice and has made some really good copies of things. But he imitates God's angels. Now, one truth here too is Satan wants to destroy you. We found this out, and we know this from the from the New Testament where it says that Satan comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, and that's everything in your life, okay? Everything, steal, kill, destroy, and you just apply that to everything, your relationship with God, your relationship with other people, and everything that God has blessed you with, Satan wants to be a curse to it. Now, the next thing, too, that we want to put down here really quick is Satan's fate is sealed. He knows he has an end. He knows the end is coming. Right? And his time is short. Even if it's thousands of years away, it's short for Satan. That's why Satan and the devil is always in a hurry and remember that okay, we're, we're going to learn a lot of stuff today and yes we're going to talk about lucifer we're going to talk about satan but i want you to note these patterns we're talking about satan and all of a sudden you're going to start thinking wait a minute that that political person sounds like this or or this person sounds like this you know it's like wow i see a, a lot of those characteristics in some people in this world that are trying to do crazy things to us and that's the kicker people that's the one where you know if the devil's behind it we also gave a message on that how to know if the devil's behind something how do we do it because you see the devil's fingerprints all over it so is fate sealed now the next thing is is satan can be defeated and when i say satan i mean the devil and his demons and most likely people you know you're not you're not fighting satan satan has a whole and complete hierarchy um Satan looks down at us, he goes, I've got no time, I have no time to mess with so-and-so, with Shannon, or with uh, with Elvis, or maybe you right where you're sitting, that, you know, a- actual, actual Satan. But he has an entire hierarchy of demons, de- uh, wicked spirits, all that. And so it just gets assigned to them. And so here we go. Now, um, And it, you know, and Satan does mess with people. Go back and read the first couple chapters of Job. But that was a big thing between that was a big thing, uh, sh- thing between God and satan, so let 's look at some facts about Satan right from the Bible today, and it clears up a lot of confusion and then so that when we see something that says well satan uh, th- that god 's wife was Satan, we can look back and go, "You know, I know a lot of bibles in the verse, uh, uh, verses in the Bible." that don't even don't even talk about it. So let's go so the question is today and we're going to go where did satan's first desire for evil come from? Now, we've all heard half answers, we've heard partial answers. You know, we may know, you know, a, a quick draw a draw from the hip type of answer. We can look at it and we can point back to things with a biblical certainty. Now, so what did happen? You know, how did Lucifer become Lucifer become Satan, the master of deception? Okay? The evil genius, the father of lies, the murderer from the beginning. And that's that's a big slide from where from, from where Lucifer started out. Okay? Now we find out in John chapter 1, verses 1 through three. Uh, 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning was the Word, Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was in the beginning with God. We're talking about Jesus here, and all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. And so, you know, it's a thing here, too. Angels are also created beings. They are also created beings. And yes, Lucifer was one of the created beings, and he was a special created being. Now if If we look at this here and we go back to the Bible, I want to point this out here too. The devil is not and will never be equal to God. It is not a yin and a yang type of thing there 's not God on one side and there 's not there 's not the devil on the other, and they 're fifty fifty and they're they 're battling it out okay now, the devil does have a God who is the creator of the universe, but Satan rebelled against God, and Satan became full of pride. And wanted to be like God, or overthrow His Creator, and because of that, God threw him out. God threw him out of heaven. Let's go to Isaiah chapter fourteen, verse twelve. Here, right now, for those that are students and have your Bibles there. Now, look at this. And Isaiah did a real good job. Um, Isaiah and Ezekiel, they really had a view view of what, uh, who, uh, who Lucifer was, who Satan was, and how this all happened. But in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15, it says, how you have fallen from heaven, the morning star, son of the dawn. Now, he had, we're talking like, well, how can you call, call uh, Satan the morning star? We're not. It was Lucifer that was the morning star, one of the tippity toppities, the son of the dawn. Okay, that, that, those are, those were good titles. But what they want to show here is that how he was cut down from it. How you are cut down to the ground who laid the nations low. Now, he said in his heart, somehow it got into his heart. Okay, and a lot of things. And the, the more we talk today, the more we're going to see, we're, we're going to see why. And it says here too, it says, you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. Right. And see, there was this pride there. And a lot of people go, oh, it was pride. No, there, there was even more than pride, people. Pride was a big one. And what happens sometimes the people go, oh, it was pride. And then everything becomes pride. Is it good to get pride out of our life? Oh, yeah. Pride of the mind. All that. All that's super to get out of there. Right now. Uh, where is it? Uh, I, I will ascend into heaven. I'm going to go and be the boss. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now, the stars of God are the angels, people. And so what Satan wanted to do was exalt. He was wanted to set his throne. And there was an attitude behind that because he was so much better than anyone or anything that was up there. And we're going to look at that in a second. But he says, you know what? God has his throne up here, but you know what? I'm going to put my throne above the stars of God. My position, my power is going to be above all the rest of the angels. I will sit on the mountain of assembly, okay, in the far north. That's where, hey, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, that's where they sat up on that holy hill. Ezekiel's going to talk about that. He says, you know what? They're all sitting up there. You know what? I am so perfect, too. I'm gonna sit up there too and people are gonna to listen to me. Listen to this. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Okay? I will make myself like the Most High. I, I will be God. I'm gonna be just like God. Funny, we hear that same exact talking out of the Antichrist, don't we? Out of the back of the book, right? It's like I'm going to make myself like the Most High God. I'm going to be God. Remember the abomination of desolation when he goes and uh, sits in the third temple. You know. And by the way, they're just building the third temple for the Antichrist folks now. But here it goes, and I, and it gets. God says to him, "Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the depths of the pit." And remember, there used to be two parts, two parts of She uh, 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 down in the underworld. One was called Sheol. And that's where the rich guy went. Remember the rich man and Lazarus? He went over on that side and it was hot and it was dry. And you know what? That's where the devil devil's going to, to the depths of the pit. The other half of that was called paradise. Okay? And paradise, remember, Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. That is where Jesus went for three days. He didn't argue with the devil. Uh, You know, no, everybody was not kung fu fighting. You know, they weren't doing that. There wasn't this big, huge fight or whatever else like that. He went down there, preached to the, uh, preached to the people across the gulf for three days. Okay. He spoke, everybody knew why they were in hell, and everybody in paradise was rejoicing because this time came, and then Jesus led captivity captive. After those, he rose up again, time with the disciples, picked out, cleaned out paradise, and he closed it. There is no more paradise. Okay, so, let's move on. And if, if something's new to you, check it out in the Bible. Now, let's go out, let, let's go on further to, uh, to the book of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel, Notice something here right off the bat. We're in Ezekiel chapter 28, and let's take a little peek at uh, verse 13 right now. Interesting thing to note that Satan, when he was there, it, or, or at some point back then, back then uh, uh, Satan it was in the Garden of Eden. It says in Ezekiel 28, verse 13, you have been in Eden, the Garden of God. Okay, this gets Interesting. Every, now listen, he's describing them. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardis, topaz, all the, all, all, all all the gems here and everything, you know, diamonds, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, carbuncle, and gold. There was gold too, right? He was covered with that. That was his covering. It says the workmanship, listen to this, the workmanship of thy uh, tabarets and thy pipes was prepared in you the day you were created the day now there it is again you see satan was a created being lucifer was a created being right in the day that you were created and he was created with all the pipes and all the musical instruments music and all the stuff with it was created in him okay and he was perfection and remember he was he used to be Lucifer the light bearer right and just just imagine this lights coming out of him lights going everywhere and all that pure light shine shined out of him and through through this covering of diamonds and everything can you imagine how perfect he was perfect looking everything it was just gorgeous but i found it interesting that he was in the garden of god let's look at this too now another part here folks is please realize that uh, that, uh, that that Satan, Lucifer, or whatever. Okay, there was no snake initially in the garden. Hmm. Right. Remember, he was still up and about. Okay, and then after after he deceived Adam and Eve in the Bible, it says after he deceived Adam and Eve, then he was cursed to eat dust and to crawl upon the ground, and that's how the serpent became the serpent there. And by the way, he you know the Bible says fruit, it doesn't say anything about an apple or whatnot, so anyway, but those are things that tend to get a little tweaked or twisted uh after thousands thousands of years. Now, let's go forward here and so the question is, well, did God create Satan? no, God created created the angel that became Satan, incredible, okay God didn't create Satan. God created the angel who became Satan. Okay, now let's go forward. We can go way deeper into that, but for the sake of time, folks, we're gonna go get our stuff. But like I just said, the devil in Eden—he was—it was not a serpent to begin with. You can go back and read that story. So, yeah. So anyway, rather than letting the imaginations run wild, but he was—he was that whatever they. But they call it the serpent. But he was, like I said, he wasn't on the ground. There must have been some qualities like that. He was the most tricky and subtle uh, thing in there. There were incredible things and fru- foods and fruits and all that stuff to look at. And then there was also the lying devil. And he was, he was trying to be, how do you say, subtle there too, by the fact where he was, he was trying to destroy God's creation and, and lead them astray. And he lied, and he lied, and he lied. And we find out that he wasn't a liar, but he was also a Murderer. Okay, there's an interesting book by, uh, Dr. Michael Heiser, uh, that was No Snake in the Garden. You can take a look at that. But, so anyway, look in your own Bibles. Now, in verse 14, God is talking, ab- is talking about, uh, um, uh, uh, Lucifer here now. And and in the beginning, in Ezekiel 28, 14, it says, you are the anointed cherub who covers. Okay? He was the chosen one. God chose him specifically for that position, right? Because it says, and I set you so. I made you for this. You are the anointed cherub. This is your job. You are the the chosen one for cherubs and whatnot. Very, He had a super high position okay? Next one, you were on the holy mountain of God. Now that you had to be chosen for that, okay? Because remember, just like, okay, God warned Moses to warn the people when they were coming out of Egypt. He said, well, I'm going to be up on this holy mountain, but make sure that no person, that no beast, that no animal, don't let any of your flocks or whatever go up on this mountain or they are going to die. Now, to go back there, why? Because it, it was like, I'll say it this way, it's almost like the Holy of Holies. Okay? You were on the Holy Mountain of God. Again, that's where God the Father is, that's where God the Son is, and that's where uh, God the Holy Ghost is, everything up there, but He got to be there and cover that. And here it says, and you have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. And that was also th- this incredible area, this big, this big Holy Mountain area, everything there too. Okay? He he could just walk around it because he had been given that position by God. He was the anointed cherub by God, right, to, to cover that stuff. And it says here, too, God said, I set you so. I, I, I set that up. I created you perfect. I gave you a perfect job. I gave all perfection here. Okay, now, so let's go further. An interesting part of the Bible. Interesting part of the Bible, but he was just bright as everything. Now, in verse 15, it says, we're in Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 15, it says, you were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created. How many times we heard this story also in the Bible, where they start start out following God, they, they start out in the spirit, they end up in the flesh, right? And it says here, and notice that, that Lucifer was perfect in all of his ways everything he did he was perfect with this perfect in the heart okay and then boy something happened it says till iniquity was found in you okay now how does that happen if you're perfect and you've got all this perfection and everything and you're already up in heaven and you got this great job and great responsibility how in the world did this did he slide how did he fall right well we look in Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 16 now let's take a peek at that it says by the multitude of thy merchandise they have filled the middle of you with violence wow so violence and everything connected with violence was filled into it leaked into it got into uh it it got into it got into lucifer and what were the multitude of his merchandises well he was the one r- running as things got worse and worse he would run around more and more making deals uh with other angels remember he took a third of the angels with him right when he uh, when he went down there okay and the other thing too is that he was so perfect he got lifted up inside of himself he he became full of himself because he was so perfect he was he was perfect in beauty uh he had a lot of authority he was up there he was perfect in his worship and his praise and, and the music and everything else like that and all of a sudden somewhere somehow it got in and it was like well wow i'm so much better looking than the rest of the angels and look oh look all the other angels are down there but here i am i'm i'm covering the uh, in in the holy mountain of god oh look i've got these things i'm lifted up again and you know where you see this again people in the book of first and second Corinthians in the Bible, but this is where the devil and his demons are doing this through God's people in the church of church of Corinth. And you know you can go right through the Bible and see all of the devil's footprints. Okay? All of the devil's all of the devil's footprints right, right there. And you go, aha, wait a minute. You know what? Satan did that. Lucifer did it before he was cast down and became Satan. And we see it over and over and over and over. Wow. So here we go. So, yes, he was filled with violence. Okay. And uh, here, let's just go on. Let's let the Bible speak for itself. Now, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 4, it says, And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. Now his tail, when it talks about the tail and everything, that's the strength, that's the power. Okay, go back uh, uh, again. Go uh, go back to the book of Job, where it talks about Leviathan and where it talks about Behemoth, and they talk about the strength and the tail and everything. Well, his strength, his power to deceive. His power to connive all these people, uh, all these angels, right? That's what it was that drew a third part of the stars out of heaven. The stars being the angels again. Can you imagine that? What it would take to deceive an angel who's known God, seen God, been there with God, uh, all this here, right? So people go, well, well, geez, it, it was only Lucifer that went bad. Yeah, but there were all these other demons that were deceived by him. So we see here, too, that Lucifer is a real slick talker, and he can make good things, spirit beings, people. He can make good ones go bad, like I said again, where they start uh, uh, start in the spirit and they end up in the flesh. But so anyway, they were cast, and he drew them with them. He took with him to the earth. Now, let's go forward. We're in Revelation chapter 12. Let's go to verse 9 right now. So down the great dragon was hurled. He was thrown down there. They didn't allow him to go down there. Please note that right there. So down the great dragon was hurled. He was thrown. He got thrown out of the place, right? The original serpent, right? The one called devil and Satan who is misleading the entire inhabited earth. People, if he was up there uh, misleading angels up there in heaven, just think think of what the devil and his demons are doing here on earth with people. Here, let me repeat. Lucifer was God's wife. Where does that come from? But let's go. And so, and they inhabited the earth, and he was hurled down to earth, and his angels were hurled down with him. That again is verse 9. And remember, there was a big rejoicing when uh, when uh, Satan was hurled out of heaven and, and all and all the other demons and everything, and the angels rejoiced and they, they rejoiced and said, "Yay, we won!" And then they look down and they go, "Oh, but too bad for you people down there on Earth, because the devil's coming." The devil's already down there, and his demons have already been cursed down there, and yeah, and they said, "Boy, you guys are going to have a time." But Jesus knew that was going to happen, so He equipped us. Let's move on. Okay, now in Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight, verse seventeen, we're going right down it back to Ezekiel here. Now look at this: thy, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. There you go, folks. It says it right there. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Your heart was lifted up because of your perfection. Your heart got lifted up because of your ability, your look, your position, your power. And that got into Satan somewhere, too. And Satan one day just said, I want to be God. I want to be God. How come he gets to sit on the throne? Look at me. Okay. Now look at this here, too. You have corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness. Wow. Can you see that, how you've corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness? We see that in humans here today. So many humans, if they're they're the brightest, the shiniest, the richest, the quote-unquote most beautiful, right? Okay, what what that does, it corrupts the wisdom, okay? And yes, there's a lot of pride, and we're going to look at really quick what pride tends to do to people, If it did it to the devil, it's gonna does it to this. And God said, I'm gonna cast you to the ground and I will lay you before kings that they may behold thee. And this again is a reference out of Ezekiel of what happens in the book of Revelation at the end of every, at the end of stuff, right? Remember, there's gonna be a day where God puts the devil on display and everybody's gonna look at him and go, you mean that shriveled up thing right there? That thing right there is what caused the nations to tremble. That that We were all afraid of that. That's what we were afraid of, right? And so anyway, so yeah, his time's coming. The devil's time is coming. He's the one that's in a rush. God's not in a rush. Now, like a drug, pride is addictive and impairs good judgment. Did it do that? Did it do that? Did it do that to uh, uh, to Satan? I'll say in the beginning, Lucifer got infected with that got him turned into Satan, and you know, like I said, uh, like a drug, pride is addictive and impairs good judgment, and it leads to destruction. Maybe the Bible verses are going through your head right now about pride. Pride goeth before the fall, and a haughty spirit before destruction, and you see all of that. Uh, in, in in the in, I'll say in the life of uh, in the pre- in whatever that's what happened to Lu- uh, Lucifer. Okay, and guess what? Let me tell you what people. There's a lot of things that happen to the devils and the demons, and they're coming on down, and they project all that garbage onto us. Okay, pride's not a good thing, not a good thing, and I mean that evil type of pride like like that. And you'll know, it, it's addictive. You always want more, and more, and more, and an impaired good judgment, and you make bad decisions. Did the devil do that? Exactly. There you go. Now, every man is correct in asking God why he is so stuck with himself. And that's another thing of the devil, too. He is stuck on himself. Me, 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 everything. And you'll listen to that. And, hey, w- w- when Satan was talking to Jesus... You know, in the 40 days in the wilderness, I will give you this and I'm going to give you that and bow down to me and, you know, eat this bread. Take these cities. I can do, give you all of this. And it's like you're really stuck on yourself, aren't you? Right? You're really stuck on yourself. And actually, that's another thing. That's another thing of pride, folks, where it's like when we're always so stuck on ourselves and we just think it's us or them or whatever. You could be having some demonic, uh, demonic help on that one. And why? It's leading you in, in, into destruction there. But the devil was stuck on himself, too, because he, he's a, back to Isaiah. I will, I will, I will, I will. So let's move on. Lots of perils and pride, people. All that. Just read. Just, just re, you, you know, it, it says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. Make a choice. God resists the proud. Do I want God to resist me? But God gives grace to the humble. You want God's grace? There you go. Okay? There you go. So here we are. Now, another thing I want to point out here with Satan and, and which we see in people today, everything, there's a very thin line between loving yourself and obsessing over yourself. Learn the difference. You know, there's a lot of places saying, well, love yourself, love yourself. And it's like, well, yeah, we should really get rid of self-hatred, self-loathing, uh, self-everything, but there is a really fine line between loving yourself and obsessing over yourself. Satan, okay, and the demons too, they obsess over themselves, okay? And it's a big thing too. You know, th- then there are uh, various theologies or types of religion or whatnot. They say, well, you shouldn't love yourself. You just, should just hate yourself, and it's like, okay, thanks, thanks for creating a lot more work for, uh, deliverance workers and whatnot. But then, th- then we're casting out self-hatred and everything else. So it's, re- you ask God, say, Lord, could, could you set the standard temperature and pressure? Can you set my thermostat on that in Jesus mighty name? Hey, if you're filled full of, uh, sadness, sorrow, depression, and self-hatred and everything, okay, we're gonna work on, on, on loving or appreciating yourself, right? But if you're the other way, and it's always me, 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 We say in German, ich meine mir mich, right? And you're obsessing over yourself all the time and over you all the time. We need to do a course correction through deliverance on that in Jesus' name. Now, let's go forward. I hope this is interesting for you guys. Another thing is is we have the original narcissist. Who's the original narcissist? Well, here was this great Lucifer, and it started coming into him. And, and, you know, man's definition now is, is of narcissism. And what that is, too, is excessive interest in oneself and one's physical appearance. It's even more than that, what they have, what they possess, and who and what they have power over. They live from that. That's what narcissistic supply is. And you know what? You see a lot of those patterns that go right back to Satan, that go right back to narcissism. And you know what? His spirits go through it too. And I tell you, if you ever get stuck dealing with a real narcissist, you will need no convincing that you are are dealing with, with a demon. And I tell you what, the, uh, in the psychological community, I said, well, there's there's no healing for narcissists. They can learn behavior patterns and everything, but a narcissist is a narcissist, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to fight a spiritual pattern with worldly methods. And that doesn't work, people, because that's what goes into witchcraft real quick. Now, let's look at some synonyms, right, different words that mean the same thing uh, and are attached to, in a way, to narcissism. One is vanity, Okay, vanity, years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not that my Lord was crucified. And vanity means, you know what, I'm full of myself, I got it all here. You know, uh, again, in the Bible, it says, uh, uh, I, I am and there is nobody else but me, right? Vanity is also a word for emptiness on the other side. Vain people who are in, in, their, in, in their deceived minds, they think they have everything, but they actually are empty now look at this here too self-love okay if you're way over in self-love with yourself that's why i'm always i almost don't even like to talk about that on on the uh, on you know they say well loving yourself hey yeah don't destroy yourself right don't destroy yourself but look at the self-love right that's where they're overly in love with them here you go self-admiration right look at me You know, like we say, hey, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back, right? Self-absorption, self-obsession, self-centeredness. You can go down all the self-spirits, people, and uh, that's all stuff there, too. You know, there's also self-pity. Remember, uh, Satan was manifesting self-pity when he was talking to God about Job. And and Satan goes, you know, boo-hoo. You know, I can't touch Job, you know, boo-hoo, self-pity, you know, you're holding me back because you've made all these hedges around him. And that's another clue, people. Pray, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, Lord, we loose the angels, I ask you, Lord, to restore the godly hedges around me in each and every direction in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Godly hedges. The Bible says, if the hedge is torn down, the serpent's going to come through and bite you. And the enemy loves to go through the holes in our hedges. So anyway, so yeah, a lot there too. But all the self-spirits. And there's a lot of, and again, there's a lot of self-pity. We don't think God's answering our prayers. We think God's, uh, well, we think God is unfair. We think God is too slow. Da, 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 all this, all this there too. And yeah, a lot of that will go into self-pity. And you know what? That stuff just needs to be killed off. So look to Jesus, people. Look to Jesus. Here we go. Now, um, I'll go past. I'll go past that one. Now, the truest characters of ignorance are vanity and pride and arrogance. And that was that. That that was a quote here: vanity, pride, and arrogance. What do we have there, people? A three-stranded cord that's not easily broken. You can be puffed up in your mind through vanity. You can be puffed up in pride of the mind, pride of your intelligence, pride of you know that that over pride. You know how how can we tell when it's that over pride? Uh, Because when you're standing standing next to it, you can't hear it anymore. Makes you just makes you sick. You know those those that are all puffed up and arrogance so anyway you can look at those but so father in heaven in jesus name we cut the three-stranded cord right now in jesus name over vanity pride and arrogance in jesus mighty name because if you're that way if you're that way people with that three-stranded cord this is this points right back to ignorance ignorance is the only fruit out of that you think you're going to know everything and you're going to end up uh, knowing nothing And you are so easy for the devil. The devil already has a hook in your jaw, a hook in your lips, a hook in your ribs, right? He's, he's got you caught already with that. If you've got that, that, that three, that three, three fish hook thing in, in you there, right? Then, then that's where the ignorance comes. Can I point back to the thing of, uh, God's wife was Lucifer? Yeah, okay, that's puffed up in the vanity of your mind. The Bible speaks so much about that. It talks a lot about pride, but also talks about arrogance, right? In German, it's hochmut, right? Haughtiness, right? And also vanity. And God doesn't want that. Why? Is it because God doesn't want us to have any fun or or think or anything? No. God is trying to protect you from the same ignorance, from the same ignorance that got a hold of Lucifer, the highest, the highest created being out there, people. And we think we can get away. We, and in the pride of our mind, we think we can get away with that when it's the very thing that, that, that drug down God's perfect angel. Yeah. So. Now, flash. maybe you found this out. Uh, I hope you didn't ce- celebrate Halloween too much. I think I'm preaching to the choir here. Uh, but I find it really interesting that people are out celebrating Halloween and everything. Well, Newsflash, people, Satan hates you, okay? And especially if you're Christians. Satan hates you, okay? And so let's go on. Let's look at this really quick here, too. What's that based on? Well, I tell you what. Let's go over five reasons why Satan hates you. We'll give you a few reasons here, right? Well, number one, number one, why Satan hates you. Uh, I'll put it out here first, and then, then I'll explain in detail. Satan hates you because you're, get, you're receiving from God freely everything that, that Lucifer lost and became Satan. For example, let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God uh, he created him. Now look at that. Okay, and so every time, every time Satan and the demons look at you, they see that, that they think that like they're they're looking at uh, a similar image of God. God created them, and people they hate God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, everything with a hatred we almost cannot understand. And guess what? All that hatred goes right back to you too. And they'll talk to you so sweet, and they'll reward you, and they'll give you positions of power and authority and whatever else like that, right? And, people, that's a form of hatred, too. And i got to say it this way. Remember what David did to Uriah. Come, eat at my house. Go be with your wife. Go do this. And Uriah's like, "Uh, no, we're in a war right now, chief. And that's not my place and how am I supposed to go back to my wife when all my other my all my other soldiers are out in the front? How am I supposed to feast and everything when all my whatever, you know, and, and David there and, and Uriah was his friend, okay? And so he treated one of his faithful, loyal soldiers, treated his friend like that, but do you see all that subtlety that David did just to you know what, just to get his wife to have adultery with his wife and everything like that. Okay? That's hatred, people. And it says, God created man in his own image. Lucifer hates that. Because Lucifer goes, well, I was created, I was created, uh, uh, um, I, I was created too. And I was the most beautiful. Well, Satan, have you or any of your demons looked at a mirror lately? How's that working for you now? Now, one little point at the end of the verse, maybe you've noticed that there in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, male and female, he cre- created them. I see two genders, I don't see 262 genders, I see two genders, and yes, the devil and his demons are trying to destroy that too, okay, and they are on an all-out push, especially in the United States right now, and there's people who don't even know what a female is right now, or a male for that matter, right, and male and female created he them, and the devil hates that, and so he's doing everything to mess that up. And to bring ruination on that. Okay, so good. So there's, there's, there's one reason why, uh, why Satan and the demons hate you so bad. Okay. Now we look at ourselves. We wake up in the morning. We scare ourselves in the mirror. We look at the mirror, right? And we go, Oh my God, I'm so ugly. I'm so this. I'm so that. I'm so this. And we have this big long line of things we like to shoot ourselves down with. Stop the negative talk. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we break off all negative, all word curses that we have spoken over ourselves in Jesus' name. It's like, forget about the witches, people. There's a lot of you that curse yourself every day. Like I said, you wake up in the morning, you look at the mirror, and, you're, and the list goes on. So I'll move on from that. Let's go back to Lucifer and Satan. But that's what, I, that, what I'm saying there. And they hate it because God sees you as beautiful. Pray and ask God to show you how he sees you. Lord, how do you see me? I feel like a lump and a loser and everything else like that. How do you, how do you see me, God? And I tell you what, I promise you it is a different picture than the one that's been bouncing around on the inside of your head. Let's move on, right? Here you go. Oh boy, we can tell the demons, please don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Now, here's another reason why Lucifer hates you. I'm sorry, Satan hates you because We have been given all things through Jesus Christ, okay, that Lucifer, that Lucifer used to have and then now he's, and now he's out of it. You know, Satan is raging. Satan and the demons are raging because lumps of dirt like you, lumps of dirt, dirt like you haven't given authority in the name of Jesus, right? They've lost all that. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, you can read that. You have been given authority, okay? Behold, I give you power over all powers of the enemy, just, just for one there, right? Okay, you, We have been given authority in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not in the priesthood people. It's not in the priesthood people. It's not just for priests or pastors. It's just not for, for those people, right? It's for all of you, Right? These signs shall follow them that believe. And yes, that includes you. Okay, you've been given authority. You've been given authority over over the devil, over the demons. Okay, like I said, we're going to spend most of our time wrestling with demons, wrestling with beasts at Tartarus. Uh, Satan is way up there so high dealing with with, with all these, how do you say, those higher up people, or maybe I should say, these lower down people, he's he's dealing with he's dealing with that. Okay, God gave us authority. He and Lucifer and uh, Satan and his crew lost a lot of stuff. You never know how big of a threat you are to the enemy until you start doing what God wants you to do. Start doing something for God. Start binding and loosing. That's Matthew chapter eighteen, verse eighteen. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, behold, whatever you bind in heaven shall be bound on earth, and whatever, and whatever you uh, loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That goes back to this here, people. But there's a lot of places that want to say it's like, oh, well, it's for the forgiveness of sin. Every Christian has that. You can, you can forgive people that have hurt, wounded, and harmed you. But then there's healing. There's salvation there's all the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are out there there are gifts there are talents there are things that God has put inside of you do not be put in a box by the devil people okay this is why the, this is why he hates you you have been given the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ he hates that you know did you know that uh, Satan never had that mm-hmm Here we go. Now, the other thing is, too, I'd like to remind you is that another reason why Satan hates you and the demons hate you is you've been given, you were given his old job. Remember, because he got kicked out. You were given his old job. And one part of that new job or a big part of the new job, what did the angels do around the Lord? Wait. What did Lucifer do around God? He had. It it says that 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 the pipes and the the tabaret. It says that all the musical instruments and everything were built into Lucifer. We read that verse, remember? All of that was built directly into Lucifer. Why was that there? To praise God, to worship God, to, to worship them, and praise, worship, adoration. Well, Satan's not doing a lot of that right now, simply put, because okay, he may still have the pipes. Because remember this, and this is what causes people confusion every now and then, that the gifts and talents of God are re- without repentance. And we see that in humans today and forever. There are so many gifted people, talented people, incredibly beautiful people. And what they do is they take all that. The devil gets gets a hold of them and he says, you know what? I'm using these for my purpose and not God's purpose. And that is so sad. Now, heaven is going to be full of talented and beautiful people, just like all you people. Right. There you go. You're welcome. Right. Okay. Right. But it's also going to be a lot of people one day when they realize that God gave me all this stuff, God gave me a whole life, and I wasted it. I wasted all of my gifts, my talents, and my everything, everything that I am. I wasted that, and I used them for the guy who ends up losing at the end, losing at the end. And by the way, uh, there is a party in hell afterwards, but that party is called the Lake of Fire. It's a pool party. Okay, pool party at the lake of hell, and it's not so fun. It's kind of a downer, right? Right? There, there will be no partying in heaven. It is dark, eternally dark down there. Let's move on. So yeah, praise and worship, and guess what? So yes, Satan hates it. Satan and the demons do hate it when you praise, when you worship, when you're washing the dishes in your sink, when you're uh, going for a walk and you're and you're you're singing something to the Lord. You're in your car singing a hymn or something like that too. He hates it. He's like, who are you to sing? So anyway, again, it's those lumps. It's those lumps. Okay? Another thing is, too, is there's a lot of jealousy and envy. And, yes, we have it in the world, too, because the enemy stirs that up in people, too. Jealousy and envy. Now, the jealousy is because the fear of being replaced. And it's not a fear anymore because Satan realized he and the demons are out. And the object of his love, the love God, uh, the love gift, from God to his son, Jesus, the love gift is you. Did you ever look in, look in the mirror in the morning and say, you know what? I may, I may not feel like it. I may not look like it right now. But I was a gift from God the Father to, to Jesus Christ. Okay, And you know what? Yeah, that makes the devil and his demons really jealous. Okay, Because they have been replaced. He is completely mad that God has set his love upon you. OK, and Satan has lost all of his love. And by the way, no, Satan and the demons, uh, they're not going to get a second chance, a 200th chance or a 300th chance to say, OK, God, we were wrong. Come back. No, it's for them. It's too late. OK, so yeah, and envy, also envy, jealousy and envy. They run together. And also uh, what always travels with jealousy and envy is a spirit of death. A spirit of death is always mixed in with jealousy and envy. Mhm. Remember this comes uh th- this comes uh boy so many bible verses are just running through my head right now, right? It's just its just with death. And remember Satan was a murderer from the beginning. Yep. And so he wants out there to quick kill you, to slow kill you, make you miserable and everything. So yeah, jealousy and envy, folks. These are all good things to get out of us. These are all things to get healed from in Jesus' name. And the number one reason, I said it before, I'll say it right now, probably the number one reason why Satan and the demons hate you is simply that every second of every day, of every hour, of every minute, God loves you. And people, that is why, okay, that is why that the devil and the demons try so hard to convince you that God does not love of you, God does not love you, you are unworthy, you're not good enough, okay? Uh, every reason of why God shouldn't love you and everything and that is just horse hockey. that is not true. okay and that's why it pushes it and you know what that when the devil and the demons do that, we need to fall out of agreement with that in Jesus name. well God hates you, God does this. who's that talking right? I mean, if God sends his only son to come and minister to us and to die for us, even, even when we were yet enemies, you were yet enemies, and God still came and says, come to me. Come to me. Though your sins be red as scarlet, we're going to make them white as wool. Come and reason with me. Just come talk with me about it. Okay? You notice how, how Satan and the demons spend everything to drive a division between us and God between talking with God, praying to God, right? You wonder why it's hard to keep up with your prayers, reading your Bible, getting in your Bible, reading God's word. Boy, that goes out the window quick, right? And so that's the thing is that God loves you and Satan hates that. Why? Because when he was Lucifer, he was uber special. He was special. He was loved. God gave him a special position God God gave him a, a, a specially equipped, I'll just say that specially equipped, he created him perfect. He, Bible says, he was perfect in all of his ways until iniquity was found in, in, found in him. What's iniquity? Sin after sin after sin after sin. Okay? God loves you. Okay? Don't let the devil take that away from you. A lot of people, people get really hopeless on that. A lot of people get really hopeless on that. And it comes down to this here, too. And there will be a day when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. And notice it it says the things above the earth, on the earth, and underneath the earth, right? Uh, When when all of that will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Woo! That's going to be a while for Satan, right? But in John chapter 3, verse 36, and we're going to close up with this here too, it says this, he who does not obey the son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Satan and his demons are the picture of this. The wrath of God abides on them the entire time. He loves you. He comes to the thing and it says, you know what? Uh, you you know, come reason with me. We got to do some fine tuning here, right? You know, there's supposed to be obedience, but I see disobedience and rebellion and and the walking away. You know, that, that doesn't bring blessing on your life. It says, who does obey the son will see life. Okay. You're going to see life on this, I'm going to see this in in this reality here and in the next, this life and in the next. I'll say it that way. All right. But if you don't, the wrath of God abides on him. And you know what? You might think, "Oh, that's scary. Oh, that's a bad thing." Actually, it's going to take many people experiencing the wrath of God being on them to realize, you know what? It's better to be with Jesus than be against Jesus. And there are many testimonies who were living their life for the devil, living their life for hell. The wrath of God was on them. The heat the the heat got hotter and hotter. Okay, the heat got hotter and hotter, and then they finally turned to the Lord. All these big Satanists and everything else like that, they think they're, they're so full of vanity and pride, right? And then God has to get a hold of them, basically shake that out of them, and then, then they come, then they come, and they, they come to Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Again, we break all hexes, vexes, curses, spells, incantations and chants, All witchcraft, all magic, all voodoo, and all Satanism in Jesus' name is broken over us by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the power of his blood, and the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Father, we just come against, in us, Lord, we just come against all spirits of vanity, pride, pride jealousy envy that all has to come up and go out now in the name of the lord jesus christ you loose us you let us go and we break your power over us father we break off all mind caps all chains around our mind father in jesus name lord we rebuke all the works of satan in in our body our mind and in our spirit in the name of the lord jesus christ We do that, all that, everything where we are still in bondage to Satan that he uses to control us, we break that. We rebuke you in Jesus' name. And the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his shed blood has set me free now in Jesus' mighty name. We come against all spirits of vanity, all the spirits of rebellion, big pride. Little pride. Come on, all that. All the rebellion. Come on, all the rebellious spirits in Jesus' mighty name. All the rebellious spirits. Let's go everything up and out. All that stuff. Come on, all, all, um, rejection, rebellion, and pride. It's another three, uh, uh, there's another, uh, uh, three-stranded cord and a three-stranded hook. All that, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, I just, I just confess all rejection, all rebellion, all pride in Jesus' name, Lord. I ask your forgiveness, Lord. I pray that you reset me, Father, in Jesus' mighty name and draw me close to you, Father, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I rebuke and renounce all re- rejection, rebellion pride in the name of the lord jesus christ all spirits of murder all spirits of gossip lying all the spirits in me and all any feelings emotions or spirits in me that want to destroy other people because of rejection rebellion pride jealousy all that that starts with the spirit of comparison ladies the spirit of comparison You'll always lose in that, in Jesus' mighty name. And we rebuked out of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pull our feet out of the paths of destruction, and we plant our feet into the paths of righteousness. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray, Father. In Jesus', in Jesus name we pray, amen and amen. Praise the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord. That was a powerful message. Uh, you were speaking tonight, and uh, something popped out at me that you said for a title. What do you think
1: about Perils and Pride? Uh, that's good. You could say that, right? Or do Perils you have a better? Uh, per, 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 perils and Pride. Good. You can title it that. And then, how about uh, how does how does so good become so bad? Okay, let me write that down. How
0: does so good right become so bad? Excellent. Uh, Brother Elvis, right. give out your contact information. How do people find you, and how do they support your ministry? Great word today.
1: Excellent. Well, good. You know what, uh, folks? We'd like to invite you all to come to our YouTube channel. Uh, come to our YouTube channel. It's the Church on a Thousand Hills. And uh, it's the actually Church on a Thousand Hills for those all those thousand sheep on all those hills. And that's on YouTube. It's the Elvis Newhart Network. Uh, we broadcast live on Sundays at 11.30 in the morning, German time, right? 5.30, it's it's, it's going to come back, back, folks, 5.30 Eastern time. And we also have Tuesdays with Elvis that, in normal times, it broadcasts at 2 in the afternoon there. And uh, we have a whole bunch of messages you might find very interesting where we just uh, discuss topics uh, like this. Uh, if you'd like to support us, support us at paypal.me. Forward slash Elvis Newhart. It might be on the screen or it might be somewhere, right Shannon? Uh, Elvis Newhart. You can also find this, uh, this on, on, on our, on our, uh, channel on YouTube. So, paypal.me forward slash Elvis Newhart. All written together. If you don't write it together, some guy in Canada with a dog in his profile picture is gonna get it. Please don't do that. Okay? and so anyway so that's how it is and uh we just invite you and there is so much so much free material out there on our site well it's free but it's not free and the thing is this too folks we also uh what what i want to say yeah hey we just passed i think we were on message 502 we finally crossed 500 messages on youtube uh but that doesn't count all of the messages that they've deleted from us so anyway so praise the lord amen and brother
0: um Check out the um, option of taking your programs and uh, yes, strip the MP3 yes. and build a podcast platform because we could see a time in the not-so-distant future where the YouTube channels and these other big channels may ban us. Now, I'm trying again, right. but uh, the reason I'm all in on podcast because it's the last man standing, um, yep. if they take those other platforms down you will still be able to get the podcast out. And let's hope it doesn't come to that. But it's always good to have a backup plan. And, um, of course, um, folks uh, continue to pray that uh, we'll have freedom of speech for a very long time. I don't want to see that day happen at all. Uh, Brother Elvis, God richly bless you. Thank you for coming on today. And uh, folks, go over there and subscribe to the Elvis Newhart Network on YouTube. We'll see you next time, Brother Elvis. Amen. God bless you, and thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Okay, folks, let me save this. We'll be right back.